0: Welcome to The Athlete and the Average Joe, an Eclipse Fuel podcast. I'm Georgia, performance dietitian and athlete.
1: And I'm Ryan, primary school teacher and regular guy.
0: We're here to make healthy and fulfilling living more attainable with handy hints that are realistic and sustainable.
1: That even I can implement.
0: We're all about good vibes here, so drop five stars, subscribe, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the first official episode after our intro of The Athlete and The Average Joe. I guess we can call this episode one. I don't really know how the numbers would count, but something like that. I'm Georgia. And I'm Ryan. Hopefully you tuned into our intro to get to know us a little bit better. If you didn't, you can always listen to that later. But today we are going to touch on goals and specifically how to set them, how to reach them. And the reason we're doing this is because it's in line with... News resolutions. Yeah. So we're thinking that by the time you listen to this, you've probably tried and failed your news resolution. That's really harsh, but probably about 85% of people will lose theirs by the time February starts. So we're here to give you an alternative.
1: Yeah. yeah. We're
0: here to provide you with some options and some strategies to implement. Um, so I guess where my expertise comes in this is that being an athlete we are very good at setting goals and achieving them. But also, I was working in corporate health for about three years, and goal setting and strategy was a really key aspect of that. So we did a lot of sessions on how you can you know, basically set really smart goals and how you can achieve them and what those steps look like. But before we really jump into the episode, we're going to talk about why New Year's resolutions don't work and why we advise against them. So, Ryan, what's your experience with New Year's resolutions?
1: Well... I think just that. You set them and they don't work. And uh, then you just keep floating along. Do you
0: feel like they're something that motivates you? Do you feel motivated in the new year?
1: Well, I think there's something about the start point and And having, having a point that you're going to go from is good. But at the same time, it's just an illusion, really. And it's just a false sense of productivity, I think, too. So... Lots of people are probably wanting to improve themselves or wanting to improve something, but when you really get to it, there's no motivation to actually go through with it. Yeah. So, yeah. And
0: I think, like, you're right, it's a starting point and it's very significant. Like, a new year is a pretty clean slate, but I think lots of people maybe find some motivation in, like, November, <sighs> and then they wait until January to actually implement that change instead of just starting when they're ready to start. So that's probably the key thing is that you're putting all this emphasis on the start of the year instead of just doing it when you're ready to go.
1: Yeah, I think people generally are a little scared of change and also a little scared of failure if we if we go, well, I want to do this and then it doesn't work, we've failed at something. But something at school is that we, we try to learn from failure um, and I think just that start of the year, it's it gives people time to think about it, whether they really want it, and it's a good catalyst just having, you know, January 1st.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. I think that point on failure is really important. I think so many people fear starting something, even like the podcast, because it might not be good. Or they don't want to set a goal because, you know, what's going to happen if they don't reach it? And I think we can probably do a whole podcast on what failure looks like and how to bounce back because my 2018 sucked. So you'll be able to know what that's about in that podcast. And we'll talk a little bit about resilience there. But I think definitely the new year is a great time to start a new habit, but not necessarily overhaul your entire life, which I think is the main downfall of Year's resolutions it's an all or nothing approach.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And we talk about that, especially in you know, the terms of nutrition and dietetics, is that lots of people have an all or nothing approach. So maybe their problem is they just don't eat enough vegetables, but instead of eating more vegetables, they cut out fruit, they cut out sugar, they cut out gluten, they cut out half their diet, and then they wonder why they can't stick to it for more than 30 days. So we're all about balance here and how to implement goals that will actually stick. Right. do you have a New Year's resolution that didn't work or a horror story that you've set?
1: I wouldn't say I have a horror story, but as most of the world does, I have had New Year's resolutions of where I wanted to lose weight or I wanted to be more active or go to the gym every day. And it just was that same thing of a total all or nothing approach. And... They just never ended up lasting. Uh, earlier in my life, I've always been really, really active, but I injured myself a few years ago surfing um, and then overcoming that, that was a really big challenge for me. I'm still not quite there yet, but I'm, I'm taking small steps. But I think in the years prior to now, I just really tried to to get up and do it all the time, get to the gym, eat really well all the time. And it's it's just unachievable, especially for someone like me. So, yeah, I just have to say just the standard stuff of trying to do better Mm. and be better. Yeah. But
0: I guess for me, I've set new resolutions in the past um, around mainly habits. I find it a really good time to overhaul habits, but I try to do too much at once. That's always my downfall. So last year I was like, I'm going to read a book a week. That was something I did and I did not achieve that. And I was going to be more mindful. So I implemented all these ways I was gonna be more mindful in my life, and that kind of defeated the purpose of mindfulness because it became a chore and something I was bad at.
1: Yeah, you were pretty busy trying to relax.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is not how you relax. So the theme that we're we're talking about here is that news resolutions need to be sustainable. They need to be something that you can actually implement quite gradually. So we're not overhauling our lives. And so if we can put it into like a bit of a goal for the year or maybe just the goal for the first three months, really focus on that, then I think we can implement that. Yeah. So how we do that. Has anyone heard of SMART goals before? Ryan, have you heard of those?
1: I've heard the name be thrown around. Uh, in education, there are similar things to that, but I've never implemented it into my own life.
0: Yeah. I mean, it can be quite hard to implement without putting a bit of forward planning into it. And I think that's a real aspect of goals that people miss out on is how to plan for them. But to start with, we do need to set that overarching goal and SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, or attainable. Uh, realistic and timely. So I'll talk through what those elements kind of mean. Very specific, that S, simple and specific. Measurable, we need to actually be able to tick it off once we finish the goal. If it's very ambiguous, like I want to eat healthier, like what does that mean? What aspect of your diet do you need to improve? You need to be able to quantify it. And if it's a qualitative goal, like being happier, it may mean that you need to think about more specific things. So you can do it with qualitative feelings and emotions, but it would just take a bit more work than say a number or, a, you know, a distance you want to run, etc.
1: Yeah.
0: Achievable and attainable kind of go together, but say you walk now and you don't even run yet and you want to run a marathon in six months, probably not the most achievable goal. It would take a lot of work. So you've got to start small. So, you know, walking every day and adding one run in. You want to hit a fitness goal of running a kilometer without stopping. Something like that would be more achievable for you than try and jump straight into a marathon. Um, realistic or relevant is often used if you used achievable. Don't set goals that aren't relevant to you. Lots of people get stuck in setting goals that their partner has set or there's someone they're following on Instagram is doing. That's a big one at the moment, I find. Instead of thinking about what you need to change and what you need to work on. So think about what's relevant to you. And lastly, it has to be timely. There needs to be an end point because you never know if you've reached a goal if you don't have an opportunity to reflect on it. So whether that's 3 months or 6 months of a long-term goal or maybe it's, you know, a short 4-week challenge that you're doing, you still need a time point for which you need to achieve that by and then you can reflect. So does that makes sense, right? Smart goals. Yeah.
1: Guys. Yeah, no, it's that's good. I yeah. like it.
0: Yeah, pretty pretty simple once we kind of write it out. So, you know, if we're thinking about a smart goal, An example of a SMART goal would be if you wanted to drink more water. So to do this, you would say, I am going to drink two liters a day and I'm going to achieve this by three month mark. So to start, that's where we get into our action plan and how we implement it. By the two months that have gone past, we want to have started that habit and kept going. Of drinking two liters of water per day. So we've got all the elements there that we need to tick that off. Um, If we're talking about food, we need to get specific to what kind of food we mean. So maybe that's eating from home for our lunches for five out of seven days a week. And we will know that we've achieved this by X time. So maybe in, again, a month or two months and it will solidify a habit. Cool. So I think we've got the idea about what goals are. Definitely. We need to create an action plan. Okay. So if we're going to implement... (laughs) Very funny, right? (laughs) We're going to implement a goal. We need an action plan. I think that's a one downfall that people have for New Year's resolutions. They're big, lofty ideas they want to achieve, but they don't actually think about how that's going to work in their life. Maybe they've got two weeks off over the holiday period, and it's really simple to implement whatever you want. But come work, life, kids going back to school—all these things you've got to think about. It's a little bit more challenging. So. Ryan, if you think about an action plan, what are some things that you need to consider for your life if you were going to implement a goal change?
1: Well, it'd be about your daily routine, I suppose. Mm -hmm. What time you have to get up, what you have to do before you go to work, what do you do after work, you know, everything in and out of your house and at work. Um, But yeah, I think it's just about the process. So where, where you are now and where you want to go and what steps you need to take to get there
0: that's the key simply that's the key what are the steps you need to take to reach that goal so this is where that action plan comes in so we use the water for example again because that's really easy you probably need to carry a water bottle around with you that's our biggest tip for drinking more water just carry the water bottle around with you making sure you have a timer on your phone so that can remind you to drink every hour every half an hour you can put lines on your drink bottle. So it gives you a goal of how much you need to drink by a certain time. Um, and then just having it, you know, in your car, by your bed. There are also some things that I implement for people. So that's your action plan. If we're thinking about bringing the lunches, Ryan, what are some things you probably need to consider if we're going to bring lunches for work every day?
1: Well, as I've tried to do this in the past, and, and it something hasn't and it hasn't worked because I like to sleep in and I like to sleep right up until the point that I have to get up to get to work in time. So a thing that you've taught me actually is to prepare your food the night before. Crazy idea. But it's just one of those really little things that does work and it probably only takes 2 to 5 minutes depending on what you're taking. It's just about doing it now rather than doing it later. So yeah, I think um, just just doing things when you think about them, rather than I'll do it in five, 10, tomorrow, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, being a bit more proactive. And whenever you are trying to achieve a goal, you're changing lots of habits at once. And it does take time. It has to take effort and it'll take probably two to three weeks for it to be a bit easier. And then it takes roughly 66 days for you to solidify that habit. So you do need to stick to it. It will get easier after say three weeks, but you do need to be persistent. Um, So in terms of goals and planning and action plan, I think they're the main points, but the last thing you wanna consider is the hurdles and speed bumps. So what you have to do is envision what might go wrong and then how are you gonna manage that because things will go wrong, they definitely will. So if you were thinking about, again, with the bringing your lunch rhyme, what are some things that might go wrong that will stop you from bringing
1: your lunch? Well, something could come up at work. Um, Maybe you had a
0: busy weekend and you didn't do grocery shopping. That's a big one.
1: Yeah, I suppose it could be a friend's birthday or uh, just a special occasion that throws out your normal routine. But I guess it all comes back to being prepared. So when you do have the time, that's the time to do it rather than, well, I normally do it at this this specific time. Mm -hmm. But... As life is always changing, then that sort of helps you to keep things in check.
0: Yeah, be a bit flexible and adaptive. That's very key to any sort of habit change. When we're thinking about life happening, things will definitely go wrong, like we've said. And it's just about accepting that. And when things don't go to plan, so say one week, you don't bring your lunch at all. Instead of, you know, beating yourself up about it, feeling guilty, feeling ashamed, whatever you feel... Just reflect on that, why it went wrong and what are you going to do different next time? Because we only know what we've experienced and what we have had happen to us. And if it's never happened before, then you're not going to know. So reflect and do better next time. That's all you can really do.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think people put a lot of emphasis on being perfect when they're setting goals and trying to reach habits. I know I have in the past and I have a very fun saying that I like to tell myself when I'm trying to be perfect is that good enough is good enough. So being consistent with your habits is more important than being 100% perfect. So I think that's pretty much the key points we want in terms of goal planning, goal setting, implementing, thinking about strategies. And the last thing we want to do is treat ourselves. So instead of a reward at the end of the time of your habit, although that is important too, a lot of research does show that rewards aren't really as effective because it's a false motivation. Instead, you should be motivated by... The feeling or the change of that habit is instilling into you. So eating healthier, you're going to feel better. Drinking more water, you're going to be more hydrated. You're going to have more energy. So they all have their own benefits you're going to reap the rewards for. Instead, one of my really favorite habit um, people that is an expert and I would recommend listening to her podcast is Happier by Gretchen Rubin. She's a habit master. And one of the things she recommends is regular treats. And this is something that Ryan and I try and do, which is talking about um, every week, trying to have a little bit of time that's just for you or a little bit of a, a treat moment. So whether that's a massage, it could be buying a nice book, having a bit of relaxation time. So you're filling up your cup, giving you all the energy that you need so you then can implement that into creating habit change. Are there any things that you like to do to fill yourself back up and make habit changing easier?
1: Um... I think it's just doing the things that I love doing. If I know I've worked hard, then I, I get to go for a surf with my friends or I get to watch a movie or I just get to have some relaxing downtime. But, yeah, I think when when you're implementing a change in your life, you a lot of people underestimate how hard that actually mm-hmm. is. So having that intrinsic feeling of, I've achieved something and it's going to be, it's going to do better for me. I think that that really makes it easier as well. Yeah, getting, getting that feeling.
0: That's a really good point. And I think if you have that weekly as your like weekly boost, you can then do that with your goals too. So have those weekly behaviors that you're going to achieve. So if you brought your lunch every day, you packed it the night before, or you had some backup. So when you weren't as prepared, they're all ticks. They're all those little habits that are going to get you to that bigger goal. So we can't necessarily control that outcome at the end, but what we can control the behaviors that you're going to do to get there. And we know that that's generally what all you have to do. So I guess to wrap up that section is that, you know, change is really difficult and it's really hard. So you have to be persistent, but you also just need to be kind to yourself. People expect a lot of things to happen really fast, but they do take time because there are habits that we've done maybe our entire lives. So, you know, give yourself a pat on the back when you need to, pick yourself up, give yourself a hug if you're feeling a bit sad, and then fill yourself back up with some treats here and there. And I think, you know, habit change will be an easier process. So talking about goals and planning, Ryan and I want to chat about maybe some goals that we've set in the past and what worked well, what actually we achieved, and how we achieved them. So, Ryan, can you think of a goal that you set yourself that you achieved?
1: Well, I have tried to just be a little more proactive when I think of things, whether it's to do with work or whether it's cleaning up around the house. If I need to do something, I've been really trying to just get up and do it, Um, and I feel like that's starting to work, and especially if it's a small task, you mentioned to me, um, if it takes less than a minute, just do it. And then with that, it's funny, you just get on a roll with things. So if you do little easy jobs or little things that you know you have to do, it ends up sort of just winding into being really, really productive. Um, And I think that's really helped me just being a normal person of getting things done that I have to. And It takes a lot of stress off when things pop up and when you've got extra things come up, especially now it's silly season, it's holiday season, so everything gets thrown out of whack. But that's kept me in check over the last couple of weeks, which has been great.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point and a really good goal to set yourself. Um, That tip that I gave Ryan was from Gretchen Rubin as well. I do pass on lots of information from that podcast, so listen in. But... It's the one-minute rule. Essentially, it takes a minute or less to do it without delay. And there are so many things that we put off, and I procrastinate a lot myself, um, whether that's from a perfectionist point of view, putting off stuff because I want it to be perfect instead of just doing it. But all those things, they weigh on the back of our mind and we're always worried about it. Instead of you just do it and then the weight's lifted and you can move on with your life. So that's really good to hear that you're proactive in that sense. Mm. Um, some goals that I've set. So I actually found goal setting really hard and I had a bit of a reflection on why that is this year. And I think it is that fear of failure, is that if I set goals, what happens if I don't achieve them? And so I'm just going to challenge myself a little bit to get away from that and actually start setting some goals. But one goal I did set for myself in the lead up to the draft in 2016 for the inaugural season for the AFLW was that I wanted to at least take two out of three accomplishments out of um, our season. So we had an exhibition match. We obviously had our regular season at club footy and then we had another state game. And so I at least wanted to be sort of in the top kind of five two to five people, in in those games. And those that was what I was going to set myself because that was what was going to get me drafted and seen. Um, I got best on ground in the 2016 All-Stars match and then went on to become um, our best and fairest for our club team that year. And I didn't have a great state match, but at least ticked two of those three. And the way I achieved them was that I was looking at, that was my overarching goal. I knew I had to do some extra kicking, some extra fitness, some extra strength stuff, and I achieved it. So that's probably a goal that I've actually you know, put into the universe and then achieve as well. Um, but I do need to get better at goals. So even even someone who's an athlete, I, I do struggle with setting them or at least reflecting on them. Sometimes I set them and then they just go off into the universe and I never th- think about them again. Um, so that's some things that we've set in goals. And I guess for us, it's just about being a bit more realistic. We don't necessarily always start on a new year and pick a goal but um, some things I've tried to do in the last couple of years is actually pick a word of the year. There's lots of different people that do this now and I find it a little bit more motivating and it's something that can ground me. Um, If you want some more information on what the word of the year looks like, the Mamma Mia Out Loud podcast actually did a really good episode on it that can summarize it better for you and give you some more ideas. Um, So for instance, last year, not knowing what kind of year I was heading into, but I gave myself the word courageous. And boy, did I need to be courageous. It was a tough year and I find it really ironic that that was my word. But I got through, I'm here on the other side. And this year I've decided to set my word as clarity. So my world's a bit up and down at the moment and I don't really know where I'm going or what I'm doing. And so I want to be a little bit more clear about what I want to achieve, what impact I want to have. So that's my word of the year and hopefully when things go a bit array or get a bit tough, I can reflect back on that. And it's sort of in line with my values and vision and can get me back on track. Um, Ryan, have you thought about maybe a word of the year that you might implement?
1: Well, going back a few minutes, I think being proactive or proactivity, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, my year ahead, even though I don't know what's going to happen, I know where I'm going to be every day, uh, which is at school with the kids. So, What I want to do, because it's all on me, I'm not sharing a classroom this year, is being proactive, especially when I have the motivation, but more so when I have the time, because a lot of teachers burn out within five years. That's an actual statistic where teachers will graduate and they'll work for five years. And because it is such a demanding job, they just don't cope. So I'm being realistic with what I can achieve And as well, just doing things when I have the time because the days are short and the year is long. So I think doing things now rather than later, which I have been doing my entire life, is probably one that I need to be doing.
0: I'm just giggling because the quote is actually, I think like, the days are long, but the years are short.
1: I mean, whatever it is.
0: Like, I think all it is is like, sometimes it feels like a bit of a drag, but life goes really fast. That's the idea of the quote. Yeah. But like, whatever. We got
1: maybe it, it is. Maybe it is the days are long and the year short because it feels that way. It does
0: feel that way. I think that's what it comes from. That yeah. like feeling of like, this day never ends, but then you blink it and it's the end of the year. Yeah. So, you know, we, I know what you meant. But I just thought I'd clarify for that if anyone was gonna quote Ryan, like put it on a meme, oh, don't do that.
1: Don't quote me. But uh yeah, I mean, you know, I think if you look at it both ways, it can feel it can feel one way or the other with that. Mm. But yeah, you know, That's being good. proactive.
0: That's good. That's really good. Um, okay, so we're gonna jump into our life hacks. So we mentioned very quick briefly in the intro that Every episode, we want you to take away a life hack. So a really simple thing you can implement that will help change your life, hack your life, so to speak. So obviously, we're talking about goals and planning. So my life hack is to set a smart goal for the next three months, remembering that it needs to be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. So make sure you go and set something that you want to achieve. Ryan, what's your life hack?
1: Do things now. Linking it back to... My word of the year, um, just don't even think about it because I think a lot of the time for me, especially, I think about things a bit too much, even though I pretend not to think about things too much. Um, Such a
0: male, such a male.
1: Yeah. So I've learned a lot about myself, but doing things now rather than later. Yeah. That'd be my life hack. Even though it's not really hacking life, it's just doing stuff. It's, it's a a way to, it's a thing to live by, I think. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe that could be your word of the year. Do it now. (laughs)
1: it's a few words, but anyway. You
0: know, it's a sentence. Yeah. Okay. To finish up for our first real episode, we're going to go through our weekly vices. So as adults, we need something to get us through. We all have something that pulls us through for the week. Ryan, do you have a weekly vice at all?
1: I do. This week, it's been Milo and vanilla yogurt.
0: Oh my God. This is a game changer. So Ryan and I buy Chobani Fit Yogurt. And we put Milo in it, and it is so tasty.
1: And what it does for me is, because Milo's delicious, it gives me that feeling of having a bit of chocolate, having a bit of sweetness at the end of the day. I think George's cooking and her baking has gotten me into the habit of a few sweet things. Not to drag her down, I'm just saying. But it it gives me that sweetness that I need, but it's not totally bad for me. It's not totally empty calories. Um, so I, yeah, I've been doing that and it's very good.
0: I don't want to copy him, but that was also great. My weekly vice has actually been Pokemon. So a couple of years ago, Ryan bought me a 2DS to play the more modern Pokemon games on. And I actually hadn't played it for about a year. And given I'd had some free time in the holidays. I went back to mum's place, I grabbed it, and I've been playing it nonstop. It is so addictive. And the most recent Pokemon game is a little different to the old school method in that you um, do little trials and challenges rather than versing gyms. So it's been really fun. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of gotten me through being an adult for these couple of weeks where I've been balancing training and then just trying to use up some spare time to not use my brain at all. It's been great. So I think that pretty much wraps up our episode, I'd say, on goals and planning. Hopefully we've motivated you to move away from, you know, those really overarching, high-achieving New resolutions. And instead, why not try a word of the year to guide you through or set those SMART goals like we suggested in our Life Hacks. Thanks so much for supporting our podcast. We really appreciate it. If you could also give us five stars, subscribe, and then share a screenshot of it on your Insta stories to show other people that you're listening. That really helps to promote the podcast and get more ears listening in. Hopefully we'll be chatting to you soon. We're aiming to release our podcast every couple of weeks. So keep your eyes peeled for the next one. That's all from us. See you later.
1: Thanks guys. Bye.